0: Second Bananas is recorded on unceded Indigenous land belonging to the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Unceded means that this land was never surrendered, relinquished, or handed over in any way. We support the various strategies that Indigenous peoples use to protect their land and their communities, and we commit to working in solidarity with them. We acknowledge that as people living and working on these lands, we are accountable to those who have cared for this land since time immemorial. It is our intention to continue learning how to honor this responsibility.
1: But yeah, I mean, don't also don't like totally don't feel like you have to be like perfect with the mic at all times like no people i have should accept it i, will, I wish i had podcasts. one of those
0: things you know that they give you out the optometrist when you like rest your chin in your head and you get the puffs yeah the totally
1: we should get I those wish, then I you'd never would on be on you those. just like man <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Be like we, we, craig is less sleeping on the podcast <laughs> just like just like leaned into it like drew a little drool running down your the outside of it. Uh, it, would,
0: it would help though
1: it would help let's get started let's uh let's do the intro and then we'll we'll we'll, yeah we'll 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 steeze some more we'll we'll just keep doing this for a bit uh welcome everybody to second bananas the podcast about history's greatest garfunkels the clout behind the clout that you didn't know about i'm joe one of your hosts
0: Hey, I'm Wes, another one of your hosts. And
1: today on the podcast, we have a very special guest with us. Welcome to artist, animator, gad about town, Rosemary Travalli.. Hi!
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey.
3: Thank you for
1: coming. Uh, for yes. those of you, you none of you will know this because you didn't hear anything, but uh, we recorded <laughs> once with Rosemary already, and then I fucked up and accidentally deleted the recording from Zoom. <laughs>
2: It was so, too hot for TV. It had to
1: go. Yeah, it was. It was too good. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we, I was. You were showing us up. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just, Rosemary's better at hosting. this. she was like asking us questions and like bringing up cool stuff. And we were like, "Damn, <laughs> Damn. can't get out to the Damn. public."
2: Yeah, I've forgotten all of it, so I won't be saying any of that today. Don't okay,
1: <laughs>
3: that's that's fine.
1: I'm sure <laughs> you'll still wow us with your skills, but uh, yeah yeah what's up rosemary what's what's up with you how's it going how's pandemic life
3: it, it's
2: fine it, like same as anybody else i stay inside and i work and you know
3: yeah, <laughs> i started I playing that.
2: apex that's fun
1: oh,
3: oh, wow. yeah. that's amazing like... i
0: hear season nine just launched i hear that's a yeah, big exciting uh launch. is
1: apex like a fortnite
2: clone
1: <laughs> no or is it's a, it's it's a own shooter thing?
0: it's like a dedicated shooter Kind of,
1: yeah, it's Fortnite? the same
0: kind oh. of like
2: battle royale sort of thing, like Fortnite, but it's a little yeah. Bit you different. don't have to
0: build staircases to nowhere and stuff like right. that, right? And isn't
1: it like it's kind of like, I guess it's more like like with the characters, like um or like yeah. whatever, like
0: All what the it's kind of like really Overwatch and Fortnite.
3: Overwatch, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, cool thing is,
0: I don't know, Rosemary, did you ever play Titanfall?
2: Oh, no, I didn't. But I know that the stories are yeah. all related. Yeah, so cool. it's
0: cool because with with having no knowledge of this, me and my group of friends two weeks ago or maybe a month ago now got into Titanfall 2. Like okay. so we're just like, Ooh. we should get into Titanfall two. And then the day I went to buy it, they had a huge price drop on it, so I bought nice. it for like eight bucks. Eight dollars. I want. Yeah. I'll
1: play a game for eight dollars.
3: And it's like <laughs>
0: such a good game. And it was kind of left by the wayside. I think when it came out in 2016, I don't know what was coming out at the time that that everyone was. Maybe that's like kind of no. That probably Destiny
2: been, or something like that. Yeah, talking or, about the Fortnite, or, or maybe Fortnite Titanfall had two.
0: just come out. No, Titanfall yeah, Two is yeah okay, what yeah. I'm talking about
1: because i remember when titanfall 1 came out none of my friends would shut up about it
0: at yeah, all. it looked really cool but yeah i don't i don't i don't think it was quite there like as a competitive online game or anything well that's but... what
1: it felt like was that at first it was like oh yeah i can't wait for titanfall and then it came out and then it was a lot of like kind of like complaining about what the game it could have been i guess is kind of what my <laughs> friends were doing like i say yeah. super gamer i'm not like a i i'm not like a game guy like i play i play stardew valley while i listen to podcasts and i just got into hades and that's pretty oh, much that's so like good. the extent it's yeah, good t- it's, yeah hades. it's uh so now I like and it. i have down i bought some other games like i bought disco elysium which like <sighs> Fuck, i want to play that like, that is so not not my playing, number one but,
0: that is the top of my wish list i think because it <laughs> looks like a game that's so different
1: my problem with video games is once i start one like i think the last one i really got into was one of the it was like fallout new vegas and I mm-hmm. wasted so much time. Like, I will get up on a Saturday and play all day well, yeah. for, like, eight hours. And yeah. halfway through, when just when you know so you have a good game on your nah, hands. Yeah, but it's bad for me. I don't get anything yeah. else done. The
0: best games are the worst for your health. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Even Star- Stardew
1: Valley for a while there, I was kind of getting obsessed. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm yeah, building my I farm. I really want to
0: play Stardew, too. I'll get into yeah. that eventually.
1: Yeah, you don't have to. But sorry, but yeah. uh, Titanfall 2. <laughs> We yeah. were talking and about Apex Legends,
0: Yeah, Titanfall 2. I was happy that, like, whoa, this is it's got wall running, it's got mechs. How did I not play this game? And and then I learned that Apex Legends has like characters that are from the Titanfall universe, and the controls are very similar to Titanfall. So Ooh. I think I'll have to get into some Apex Legends. Is that the
1: lore? Is that did you find that out through the lore? I, I find I like out that through <laughs>
0: the through the Reddit threads, but yeah, that oh, okay. is that's what the lore is mesh together. So that's Ooh. what I like.
1: You mean like what are those two? Um What's the game that that Tribes was like actually oh. a knockoff of? Oh. It was like a, a robot game.
3: Tribes, man,
0: I think it is, we, are, we are going back for Tribes, but yeah, it's like
1: the game. I, th- I think it has to do with Unreal Tournament or whatever. Like, oh maybe really? That's it. Okay, because be. isn't Unreal Tournament like us? Because what happened was there was this this game that then um I think it was Tribes or Tribes Two or whatever. Maybe that was how Unreal Tournament came about. Was I can't remember exactly. This I is why I shouldn't was talk about it. <laughs> no, that's
3: I like entirely this. possible. I want
1: to
0: get this take.
1: It's like, you know, when it, there's like a game that's a knockoff of a game, but it becomes yeah. more, more popular. Oh, like, oh, like okay. I guess like Portal is more popular than Half-Life.
0: Half-Life. Yeah. That okay. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like
1: it is like, is Titan, is that the case with like, it's kind of a similar thing with Apex Legends? Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. well Apex Legends, I guess, is the successor to Titanfall. So it's not, it's not strange that it's like doing better but i think i think they just made a new game that was that they the same company the same people that made it um and they just like they they extended the world without telling people that this is like a direct sequel so people were really surprised to find out like whoa this is a this character was actually in Titanfall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just like subtle reveals that revealed that they're kind of in the same universe. Kind of like
2: um control. If you guys played that, it has like no. all the links to the mm-hmm. Alan Wake games. Oh, it's is no. controls really cool. It's this. like all set within this like brutalist build. Like I, I'm a big fan of brutalist architecture, so that ah, was originally me yes, totally yes. on the game. I was like, oh, this is rad. But it's like, yeah, you're ah. like there's all this like weird cult stuff, and then like maybe alien sort of. And you're just like wandering around this like super creepy building. What characterizes it's like cool.
0: brutalist architecture? What um, the defining like features? Of, okay, yeah, like like a, poured
2: concrete sort oh, cool. of. Yeah. Like like yeah. if
0: you're in a Quake video game or something.
2: Uh, uh, I it's a very so I, I don't, don't know
1: that one. R- Rosemary, yeah. what's like a brutalist a of, building a in Vancouver blocks. that Wes would recognize?
2: Um is there's there that waffle one downtown. Oh, yeah. There's um um on like Cambie and Main, just like mm-hmm. a block west from there, there's one, a big one, that, I, I guess, don't know the name mm-hmm. of it. Would there's you there's
0: count, a whole okay, bunch okay. on The okay. CBC uh, UBC campus. Oh, okay. Would you count the
1: CBC? It's like brutalist or is that is that
2: i can't think of what
0: that one's kind of like, like a bunch to be of concrete totally as well um, so a lot of there's concrete. a lot
2: in Vancouver, like mm-hmm. all of simon fraser if you've ever been there
0: yes okay the entire okay. thing yeah, yeah it's like so if it, it, it looks like, like
2: an evil socialist building that's yeah kind concrete is usually associated,
1: associated with yeah, like soviet architecture in like the yeah. 50s uh, and 60s okay <laughs> um and the, is, yeah
0: is it meant to be like bleak kind of in a or... way
1: i don't know I, rosemary can probably tell it better than i can tell us about Not brutalism exactly. like, yeah. brutalism it was, it was is actually our like, second like, banana today
2: yeah. It's about like the freedom to design kind of like more with different sorts of materials and using more harder shapes as opposed to like like flowing and glass and stuff like that. So and it's funny oh, too because okay. like, like people will say really like, oh yeah, like it looks I mean that's kind of reputation is it looks very like heavy and bleak and like scary and stuff like that. But a lot of the time it actually had like way better airflow. You could open way more windows than like in most building like other ones that were built around this environment. Like so, I think they're great. Yeah. Most people hate them. Yeah. Like, yeah I think <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's one of those cases where
1: it's like it doesn't look it, it's not like like uh like aesthetically pleasing but it does like serve Mm. like a practical purpose and and then they could it seems like they last forever so like they're like brutalist buildings just like everyone remembers them too i guess it's probably kind (laughs) of like so you stand the test of
0: time okay that's cool i'm gonna keep my eye out for some Um, of these uh i was these buildings i was actually gonna
1: say rosemary a friend of mine who i used to work with at uh bardell back in the day he moved back to calgary But he was a super DIY guy and he wanted to start like forming his own concrete furniture. Um, He was really getting into it and he was like, he had like a whole coffee table planned out and everything. I don't know if he ever went with it, but yeah, Uh, he said like, it's like the nice thing is, is it basically lasts forever, but it is like, and it's lighter than (laughs) you would expect because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, concrete's pretty porous. It's still like heavy, but it's also, so he was like really obsessed with that for a while um i don't know That's if i awesome. never did anything here but i hope he's still doing it i hope you're still doing it warren and i hope you're listening <laughs> to my podcast yeah keep at it yeah speaking of uh our podcast today we are going to discuss uh someone we've never discussed before in a Ever. deleted episode <laughs> uh a uh a music producer dj and pretty cool guy known as Nujabes, Nujabes, Nujabes. Nujabes. Nujabes.
0: Yeah, June New Seba. Yeah. New, June Sebas is his birth name. But uh yeah, all recording artists or, or anything he's ever put his name on, it's usually New Jabez, which is like, yeah, his his recording name. And um, what
1: does he do? Wes? What kind of music? Yeah, does he, he
0: is like you he said he's like he he did a lot. He was like a producer, um, but he was also he was also a musician and composer. And so he he did a lot in the studio. Um but uh, he's, he's become associated with with a genre of music that I think has, has, has been getting a lot of steam recently, which is, is lo-fi. And lo-fi. Um, yeah, you might have seen these, the, the like there's a lot of like 24-7 YouTube channels that that will just run these really kind of like Tranquil, down tempo, kind of, almost like like elevator music with a beat that you can kind of just put on in the background and and it's not too distracting. But that's it's, a, it's that's a
1: really like yeah. derogatory way to describe that. Genre. I know, right? Like, like but that's elevator I mean. music with it a is, beat.
0: Well, it's very it's very like like it could put you to sleep. Kind of. It's not. Totally, it, it, totally. it doesn't have swells. It doesn't have a lot of like uh you know. It's very repetitive, uh, a lot of it, um, which is one of the criticisms of it. But it's um it's it's it works well in a lot of situations and it's it's a genre of music that I've been listening to, I I feel almost since its inception, like kind of in the in the well, at least when it started like becoming known as like lo-fi hip-hop. And when but,
1: when was that? When was I that would sort say, of
0: like- I would say kind of when when they started like Terming this lo-fi hip hop as we would know it now, I would say it was like kind of the early 2000s. I want right. to
1: say the yeah. time of I think we talked about this last time, but I'll stop saying that. Uh, LimeWire, <laughs> Kazaa, uh, yeah. music downloading uh, bef- after sort of post Napster, but but pre torrenting, I guess is kind of right. you Put it, yeah. and it's
0: it's it's. I don't think it's any coincidence that it coincides with that because this is a very sample-based kind of uh, genre. And so of course, with like the advent of digital downloads, you have a lot more people getting their hands on a lot more samples. So you yeah. can see how how that would be a big boom for for this this kind of genre of music. Mm-hmm. And Nujabez was was very much, I think at the forefront um, along with with Jay Dilla, who is is also a legend in kind of the hip hop community.
1: Yeah, well yeah. I guess like that's and Jay Dilla we're kind of using as the prime banana.
0: In yeah because he was yeah. sort
1: of before new Jabez,
0: right because he was oddly enough they were born on the exact same day um oh. <laughs> yeah but they in they, different
1: countries across in different the countries
0: planet. and and like <laughs> never collaborated directly but they are both um today considered i think godfathers or like whatever the forerunners of this emerging genre and a lot mm-hmm. of the roots of this this music can be traced back to what jay Dill and new Jabez were making around that time um, so yeah, yeah, I would definitely say Jay Dilla would be the top one because Jay Dilla is that, that one that, you know, a lot of people in the West would say, created this genre and I think he was doing it a little bit before before New Jabez, but they did it in, in different ways kind of like Jay Dilla I know was huge into the um, stuff like the MPC 3000, which was kind of this like, yeah, uh, I watched the like, video
1: about that. We'll yeah. make sure to link that in the show notes because yeah. it's pretty cool.
0: And the MPC 3000 was so cool because it was like this completely customizable um, uh, kind of uh, sampler, which like before then you could have drum machines and things like that, where it's like, you could, you could play this, like this, these predefined like beats and stuff, but the, the MBC three thousand was like I think the first one that really let you you could put your own melodies you can put your own things into it and then customize yeah. it and modulate them like and, that yeah so, you could yeah. you could
1: EQ the sound too like that was kind of yeah. what Jay Dilla was famous for was like changing this even his snare sound he like dropped out the high end and just left because that was kind of the practice for all hip hop at the time for DJs was to like whenever the MC was was MCing they'd turn down the high end so that the bars yeah. would come through that much clearer. But then like when the chorus came around, they'd put that back in to sweeten it for the, the hook or whatever. Mm, and he yeah. was just using it on like his, his drums and stuff. And he also turned off quantizing yes was that was like, a big thing which was like keeping everything exactly on the beat and he would mm-hmm. just do it by hand so his beats have a more like organic feeling like you know how some sometimes drum machines or sequencers they feel really like like on the beat like one two mm-hmm. three four like that was kind of apparently what yeah. he did he was kind of the first one to not use it
0: right yeah so uh, like i a lot of the music that was being produced then yes, it would be, it would be like process sorted through these things. And a lot of it would be quantized. So yes, you would have like your drums, um, and, and, you know, sort of like the first note of the melody sort of snapping, snapping to the beat with these quantized, uh, kind of processes that were going on. And Jay Dillo, like he, he knew the ins and outs of like, uh, this MPC 3000, like so well that he was like, you know, what, you know, fuck this quantization thing. I, I kind of, I'm going to make this music do what I want. And I'm going to go wild style. Yeah. And so he turns it off (laughs) and it creates this this more unique, but kind of gives the music more flavor. It gives it like, it's not as, as like standard or, or, or cookie cutter. Well, my guess too is it would feel
1: more like actual musicians playing too, because like, like there's like, you can never be as on the beat as a computer. Right. Yeah. Ever. So, Yeah. And like, that's, I mean, that's the other thing is like in a lot of like jazz and stuff like that, like you're purposefully trying to like catch up to the beat or like, like swing the notes to be slightly off the beat or, or like sort of take their way along to the beat while you're still keeping in time to the music overall. And it's something that you have to feel. You can't like, that was when I played in like jazz bands and stuff, which was like in high school, I'm not like a pro jazz band (laughs) or anything, but like, it was just like, yeah, you have to kind of feel the swing. And like I'll I'll get in sync, and, mm-hmm. um, and we we will talk about this actually. I think the um, I can't remember whether the I think the Youssef Latif episode will come yes. out after this one, but yeah. uh, he talked about a very cool way that Dizzy Gillespie would use his like body to conduct when he wanted to, the band to hold a note, he'd lift his elbow up while he was playing trumpet and he, mm. so he'd lift his one elbow up and that was how they knew to like
0: like a signal hold that
1: note and kind of like go up oh, or like swing it and stuff like that and then yeah he dropped it that's how they knew to cut off um <laughs> it's really cool watching just like all these like 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 more like organic or like different ways that like musicians break out of just using notation or like charts or whatever so yeah, yeah
0: that's yeah. really cool i'm so i'm like so sad i missed the usf latif record because um, Javez actually samples some y- Yusuf Latif. So I think. did Jay some- Dilla,
1: or no, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think it, no, I think both Jay Dilla and because Craig and I were talking about this, both Jay, D- Jay Dilla and um, uh, um, uh New- New and do oh, mf doom, doom uh oh, sampled yeah. sampled uh Youssef yeah latif as well.
0: okay it's kind
1: of a deep cut that's why i picked him because like he's yeah. known to, if, if you know jazz you know Youssef latif but he's right. not like your john coltrane or your
0: miles davis no and i hadn't heard of him before before uh craig chose that as a topic but then i like listened to it and i was like wait a minute i recognize some of these and then oh, i yeah, think it totally. was until i like went back and started listening to some new or where it's like is is that where he was kind of getting influence or taking some inspiration from and Definitely, I think he was, because um, Nujibiz plays a lot of the instrumentals in some of his tracks, like he'll play the flute or he'll play uh, maybe a clarinet. Um, so he'll play some of the instruments in these tracks. And so you can see where he's where he's kind of drawing on and taking from because like before, even before he got into producing, he he had just this these huge record collections. and then he actually opened two record stores uh in Japan in like the Shibuya district I think so he he just had he he just had this like wealth of of musical like samples that he had just listened to over the years and so he knew when he was like producing a track he knew kind of where to go and what to draw and um Mm -hmm. to get the sound that he wanted to to achieve which was kind of like this yeah jazzy hip-hop sound that comes through in a lot of his tracks which is really cool
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Like you can hear jazz is a huge influence. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Rosemary, what was your kind of like first experience with like, when did you sort of find Nujabes and, um, and what kind of drew you to it?
2: I can't remember exactly if it was, um, so it, it was like one or two things, but I know they were kind of around the same time. So it was either, um, Samurai Champloo coming out the anime mm-hmm. or Champloo low. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Champloo. So the, anime Champloo. Did it the, uh, the soundtrack for, so, um, I was a big fan of that and it was like, like, well, I mean, anybody who's, you know, it's like, that's, it was unlike anything that ever kind of came out before. And yeah. so he was really involved with that. So I, but around the same time also, so I was, very into pirating music um as a yeah. teenager and i used to like is. yeah but uh, like <laughs> <you it's> <laughs> really and like curated playlists and all this other kind of stuff so you know i was getting torrents from all over the place and there was um a couple regular ones i can't remember the names of them now but um i would get a lot of stuff from these ones and you know we'd pass them around whenever else. and on one of them was um so uh ninja also put out these mixtapes where it's not music right. by him but it's um like samples and clips of, of different things and different arts that he likes. So he, he put out these, um, I think the one specifically was the Ristorante mixtape was the one at the time. Um, but yeah, yeah so I, I had downloaded that at around the same time also. So it's not exactly his, like it was credited to him, you know, but you could see on the track listing, that was, was all this other stuff, but that was kind of like my yeah. first entry point to that. And then from there, it was sort of like your, finding out you know like, like like you said you know like like jay and fat john and like all these other kind of guys being involved with all that sort of thing and then coming out so it was one of the two of them like they were around the same time so i'm not sure which yeah. one it is but yeah
0: that's awesome. that's interesting
1: you know, though oh go ahead wes
0: Oh, i was gonna say do you know if i've tried to find those old mixtapes because i i couldn't i don't think i heard them uh when they came out and mm-hmm. i remember you talking about them last time and i thought i had they had some of them on spotify but then i went back and i was like oh no this is not this is something else this is not <laughs>
2: you can find them um on youtube i believe but there's also a blog that's like um uh i forget what it's called exactly but it's all it's about like preserving all the music that new Julius has like put out or mm. been involved in and Ooh. i think you can still download them off there i can try to find it and email it okay. to you guys <laughs> i found the restaurante yeah, do tape work, somewhere yeah. when oh, i was yeah. doing
1: some research for okay. this you can there are definitely places you can listen to it
0: okay yeah um I yeah think i have I a feeling to go, have but to, i since i've been I on spotify still I, don't have think my
2: torrents. I think
0: i've heard i think i still nice. have my torrents also so you i mean got, i might be able to got just got send you guys every to a cd, CD. <laughs> yeah that would be awesome <laughs>
3: yeah. get out, get out one of those little cd in the spindles in the mail. and
2: like
1: <laughs> well this is yeah. a, that's really interesting too because i remember like so when i was first using kaza and limewire back I, it was kind of just like the last year of high school and just out of high school for me i think i i it was like it was not the lo-fi hip-hop and stuff as I w- I was getting into more, uh, underground, like hardcore and punk music. And especially like, I- I'm right. saying like, when I say emo was popular at the time, it's not what people are talking about today.
2: Like the Up kids and stuff e- like that. Yeah. Right? Well, even,
1: before, even <laughs> that. And then there just was like- also like a lot of like old school screamo, which is like much more like a hardcore, like, just like, very distorted, very screamy. Uh-huh. Like these bands would play 15-minute sets because that's all their singer could handle, kind of thing. <laughs> like, um, and uh and that was all kind of the same thing. And Rosemary, I remember when we converted to Torrance, a bunch of us were going and making these packs because, like, none of these bands had official releases, they were all like nobody bands on nothing labels, but they got so popular and people started uploading their stuff and passing it around. And they were like three, four song demos. That was it, that was all Mm -hmm. they ever recorded. Um, But like those bands got passed around and then people turned them into torrent packs with like 10 bands and it would just be yeah. like emo whatever what like just like emo pack 3 from like yeah, yeah
2: exactly
1: like laughing cow or whatever like the you know that you know, laughing laugh, it wasn't laughing cow it was something like <laughs> right. was like cheese was like, like, a, a, and like roses and rusty <laughs> nails kind of username that was all the emo usernames the <laughs> yeah.
3: um
1: but that was how i got into a lot of music i'm still into and then got yeah. into other yeah, music same. that i'm into now so it's definitely interesting that it was kind of the same thing in a way it was like this very diy
3: yeah. Um, thing yeah, that, like yeah. honestly, honestly like
1: torrenting and piracy kind of kept those bands alive you know well, those yeah. artists alive in a way that like the mainstream music industry wasn't prepared to do at the time
0: yeah well it's interesting you bring up the like, yeah the diy aspect of it because i think that is how like even before lo-fi is kind of what it was today like back in like i'll say probably the early 80s when when like actual just like low fidelity like cheaply recorded music was coming out um right. it was it was like that's the music that was coming out that people were making in their their garages on cheaper equipment and and trying to get out to the world and it had it had that lo-fi sound of like the the poor record quality of the you know the crackling and stuff in the background
1: yeah. the sort of and, like tape distortion when the tape gets sped up or whatever yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and that's and and that's kind of where like the genre gets his name from but since it's now all created on you know high-end equipment now that like anyone even with a macbook now can can create high fidelity music it's like we have to go now back in and re-add that lo-fi sound to like to to you know make it more appealing or give it give it that flavor that people want it does
1: also feel like the hip-hop the reason part of it was called lo-fi was because they were like recording off old records and stuff to like digitize them yeah, so, yeah and, they're, and they're actually the, taking
0: vinyl recordings yeah the MPC.
1: so that was probably part of the reason it sounded lo-fi too it's yeah
0: like, a lot of the samples actually would be lo-fi would be. yeah even
1: then if you record them digitally it still maintains that like the vinyl sound um, yeah so that's that's just it's just really cool it's like such a like like it's all this, like you look at these genres and how they get built and why like certain conventions are there. And it's just like, it started as a limitation and then it became, the genre became like so known for it that people just kept doing it anyway, right? Or like yeah. deliberately yeah. went out And now out if it doesn't have do that, that
2: stuff, people want to argue that it's right. not authentic enough, It's not the true not.
0: Not Yeah, it does. It does give it that, I think that sense of authenticity, but I think it's also... Um, I think I talked about this last time but I think a big thing that permeates the genre that's even beyond the sound of the music but like it's it's something that is evoked by the sound obviously is that sense of of nostalgia and a lot of these samples aren't even aren't from like a song or something you'll get lots of stuff that just samples like a, a video game like a f- little like yoshi like sound or something that you'll be like right. oh i remember playing that game when i was like 10 years old and it kind of like does give you like this like warm fuzzy feeling that uh, yeah and i think that's that, a that big, nostalgia big part of
2: fantasy it. for something that didn't actually exist yeah. but you want <laughs> back <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah totally it's yeah you can't go back there but
0: <laughs> right. It is yeah. kind of like that. It's like manufactured nostalgia. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. a it's like a good way of looking at it. But nice. um but yeah. but yeah, it is. It's it's I think that's one of the things that makes it really appeal appealing, is like kind of the the warm fuzzies that it evokes.
3: Um, yeah, just the and warm also like, sound and of like the
0: when
2: mind. something's, you know, like you feel it's DIY, it's like scrappy, it's it's easy to like want to embrace that because you feel like you know like you're in on the joke it's our secret like even if it's this massly you know pretty state like not not that I'm saying that this is but in those circumstances it's kind of like that's that's what nostalgia does for people and that's what sort of that lo-fi thing happens it's it's you want to adopt it because you want to be a part of the the joke I guess like it feels kind of like an in-joke sort yeah, of thing
0: yeah, yeah a good in, point. A, in a way and mm-hmm. yeah and that's 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 kind of another thing that I think it captures on is the um, that the anime aspect when it emerged. I think is is something that's really helped it take off. Now is I think because it started with Samurai Shampoo and well, I mean New Japan started with Samurai
3: Shampoo. Well, I think like that's interesting though too.
1: Like not to kind of go off on a way long tangent, but like hip hop and like like uh, I want to say like japanese media and like asian media have always like there was the wu-tang too which was like before and that was more like like um old live action like uh wuxia movies and stuff but it was kind of the same thing of like that was the stuff that like that like like there's like that joke that like every black person loves anime but it's like there is a huge like like black fan base for anime and like it's just it's just like really fascinating how that kind of it came up at the same time and like probably all that kung fu stuff came from like they i think like the wu-tang loved those movies but they also had a bunch of the like soundtracks right to those movies on like shitty records and stuff so
0: (laughs) yeah and that's why it's like cool to hear like the like yeah and like 36 chambers like you will hear i think samples from from yeah like sound clips from like the that. Things. yeah and
1: like that was a mm-hmm. lot of kids introduction to those movies as well was yeah like through the wu-tang um,
0: yeah and so there is that the the um association of lo-fi with anime and i think that that stems heavily from from new jabez um being like the featured on the soundtrack of Samurai Champloo because not only was that right when the genre was kind of really yeah. starting to like catch on but it it
1: well the guy the creator of of Samurai Champloo yeah, was Shichiro like Wontan- he wanted Wontanabe. originally it to be like about rapping samurai like that was his yeah, like he was going to yeah. like the one character was going to be like a rapper
0: right and and Wantanabe he was like i i think is an amazing director he at least with like his two most prominent animes which are uh samurai shampoo and cowboy bebop they are like music is so like heavily featured and is a focal point almost like an uh, almost like a character in itself of those animes so uh Mm -hmm. anyone who's a big fan of those anime which like lots of people are like cowboy bebop is like an international like cult hit like for a lot of people and so to be I like so heavily anime. featured and i don't he-
1: even watch that many animes yeah
0: and be like so heavily featured in in something that is like such a a like touchstone for people like a lot of people would put those animes probably in mm-hmm. like in their top 10 list so like and to have that music featured in it like it would just the association would be like hard to break which is why you see so many of these lo fi channels like they'll just feature like yeah anime themed backgrounds that kind of loop in the background yeah. while yeah while you're listening to Good these time um yeah, like the most
1: famous one is like the girl sorry the girl, yeah. studying yeah, girl the study girl and it's like four hour study and yeah and they just
2: needs to study too or yeah
0: <laughs> yeah definitely on 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 yeah the lo- lo- lo-fi girl i think is her name that's definitely mm-hmm. i think if you know that the was like there was channel. like a hard
1: drive article recently that was like or maybe it was hard times like lo-fi girl still fails test after four <laughs> years of like <laughs> <laughs> It was a very great. <laughs> oh my god, it made me jealous. Is- I wish I had thought of it. Like, what, so
0: that's one of those jokes. I was like, yeah, that hits so true. I do I just- wonder
1: though how many like in like imagine in like twenty years time when like every forty year old just associates lofi hip hop with studying, like they do, like it's now it's like <laughs> yeah. that's the music mom puts on instead of like like you know like freaking like uh, instead of your mom putting on like simon and garfunkel or like even further back like you know like uh ben king or something to do the cleaning instead like <laughs> like our 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 children will hear us put on like lo-fi hip-hop while we're like furiously <laughs> vacuuming the carpet and stuff like that oh, yeah. like, oh that's mom's <laughs> old music that's dad's like old, like you know like dad's gonna like listen to his old lo-fi hip-hop and like have a beer and think about the past
0: I mean, I 100% think that that is in my future. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely.
2: And the kids will be listening to like remixes of, I don't know, Britney songs or whatever that are uh, sampled yeah. instead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, you say that and you joke about it, but that I, that for me was one of the big things that I think makes is like why I still listen to it a lot and why it kind of became like one of the, if not like the defining genre, I think that like, I still go back to a lot or I am still like hung up on is because I think that new Bez, especially more than, than some of the stuff you would hear on the lo-fi channels, like the music, like I felt always, always like suited my mood, like whatever it was, whether I was like happy, sad, like melancholy, like it, it always it is seemed both to like uplifting be and insane. sad
1: at the same time. I don't a know how it manages bit, yeah. to be both. It's like, yeah, like you put it on and it's like calm and you're like, this is, this is like nice. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. like chilling. It's almost this. like you can't tell like, if it's happy or sad. So this is like, this is like music you could put on when it's like a rainy day and like, can't go up. Excuse me. Um. Yeah. It's good music. It's just like so weird <laughs> yeah. how it's happy and sad at the same time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It just always like meets your mood. I, I, I found, which is why it's had a, a lot of, a lot of legs, I think for me. Hmm. But yeah, it's not. It's definitely not for everyone. It's like I said. It, it is. It is not for everyone. It feels like criticism. it is
1: for everyone, though. Like it, feels I, it like, should I don't, be. I don't know like why. It's one of the, I, don't, you would I don't not like it. I don't
2: know. I a lot of people
1: that, like.
2: Oh, go ahead, Rosemary.
0: No, I was just to say. But
2: I mean, that that's kind that's like jazz though, too. You know, like which is. True, I mean, the, the progression of music. Like I mentioned this last time, and I'm going to bring it up again. But that whole yeah. thing about how you know it was the music of Samurai Champlo. And then before that, it was this ca- work on Cowboy Bebop. And then the other progression of what influenced Cowboy Bebop was in the third. And that's like very right. traditional jazz heavy mm-hmm. music. And then we moved to more of like a modern jazz style with Cowboy Bebop. And then it's kind of this like remixed jazz that music-based did. But it's like, there are people who they don't understand jazz. They don't like it. They think it's too like freeform and weird. And that's the same kind of thing where it's like a lot of jazz is very like there is sad jazz, but when I think of like typical jazz, it's very like brassy upbeat sort mm-hmm. of stuff, you know? So for me, it's like, yeah, that's what
3: I jazz. should say with it. Yeah. yeah I jazz. I will <laughs> say
1: too, like jazz is like, I think like you could ask 10 people, like what's the, what's the definitive jazz song and you get 10 very different songs, depending on what kind yeah. of jazz they like. Like, I think the, com- the popular image is sort of that like big band jazz, like the, like your Billy holidays or like your Cab Calloways and stuff like that. For me, it is more like John Coltrane and Miles Davis because that's the stuff I grew up with. Was like that hard mm-hmm. bop, mm-hmm. Uh, like sort of post fifties uh, jazz, modal jazz, which is interesting. Again, like, mm, album is modal, yeah. soul, and, soul, and that was yeah, sort of right. what like what made jazz like sort of break out of the classic forms and and do new jazz like acid jazz and hard bop and all that stuff because they were experimenting with modes and that sort of let them do all these different tonal things that, and then again, that people yeah. were like, that's not like a major or a minor. Like they were just like, they were so yeah. out there, like like tonally that it mm-hmm. freaked people out and a lot of people got turned off. But but I do feel like lo-fi hip hop, it it has like a much more defined box that it sits in than, um, mm-hmm. than jazz, even though I know it yeah. incorporates a lot of different kinds of jazz, but it feels like mm-hmm. that that those beats and those sort of like, the sort of more like 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 you said the lo-fi kind of ties it all together in a way yeah that doesn't feel as like quite out there as jazz like not in a bad way and not that it's not mm-hmm. experimental no. or whatever but like
0: yeah no totally yeah. it's
2: experimenting in a different way
0: yeah mm-hmm. and that's why brought... I see it sorry go ahead sorry. yeah 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 no sorry
2: <laughs> I was I was gonna say like you brought up the whole thing of like elevator music before and you were like oh maybe that's kind of an insult but I mean the elevator music is hard to make because that has to be something that, that draws that line of it's something that's not too noticeable, but is still in the background, but it's still pleasant and isn't like getting people around. So I think that, uh, you know, you're saying, you know, everybody should like it because of, but it, it, it does, it is the same kind of thing. Like that's a very hard line to, to kind of accomplish of something that's not going to mm-hmm. like, freak people out, be too noticeable, but still be something like you said, you can study too. Cause I mean, like people always say stuff like, um, like listening to music is, is your brain recognizing patterns and you're basically doing like subconscious math. Like some Mm -hmm. people talk about that sometimes. And with this, it's like, it's very repetitive. So if you look at it that way, like, then it's kind of like you're easing into a comfortable pattern. So that's part of the reason why it kind of feels like safe to be in. Right. Totally. Yeah. I don't don't know.
0: I don't know a lot of (laughs) students that study to hot jazz so I think that, <laughs> yeah. that could be yeah, cool yeah.
1: <laughs> i think like that's a good point and like i like i think like honestly like in this day and age people don't understand how hard it is to make really great music of any genre but like yeah i think yeah. like some of these genres like lo-fi hip-hop like a lot of the work is under the surface in a way more more than like, say, like, you know, like your big, your rock bands or even like your pop stars, right? Like there's a, the, the, the sort of like the real challenge of it is very subtle and quiet and under the surface. Mm-hmm. It's, and you
3: yeah, like I you said, really it really
1: agree. is about like this sort of like, but people these days sort of hear something like that, that is kind of repetitive and simple. And they think they could just do it in GarageBand in like right. a week, and, and I don't mean true. everyone, but it, it just feels that's like true, that. And
0: it's like, and they're they're both right and wrong because the yeah, I would totally say that's, that's a the style is 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 easy to imitate. I would think, and you could put something together that imitates a style. But the thing, the thing is kind of like what you said. Like it is, it's a lot of the subtleties, and this is what Jay Dilla especially nailed, maybe even better than New Jubiz was you know, finding, finding those melodies with the, or finding those samples that had like kind of the instrument, the instrumentals under the vocals and stuff that would work then work with his, his beats and the stuff that he was then like looping in with it. So yeah, it's the, the subtleties of making a really good, uh, lo-fi track. Like, yeah, it's, it's not there, but um, like it's hard to recognize, I should say. Yeah.
3: Uh, but, yeah. It's something but that comes exactly out after li- yeah.
1: multiple listens, too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually a good question. Like, Wes, like, it took me a long time to sort of get really into this genre like it took me like months of listening to really start to pick up even just like oh that's one song that i like versus sort of just listening to the album yeah like, were you <laughs> like drawn to it like right away or did it take you a while to get into it and uh, rosemary same question to you i'm just curious
0: yeah no that's interesting you should bring that up because um i think I like I was I was drawn to the soundscapes. Um, yeah, I think naturally. Like I, I didn't really have to work at it. It's like this is a sound I like, and I latched onto it almost from the moment I heard it. But that's so interesting that you bring up like, oh yeah, you couldn't really nail down like an artist or like a song that you liked. And that's I think that's like the, a huge issue for some of these creators that are making like, you know, these like lo fi channels or, or putting music on them right now. Is that how do you get recognized when you're making music that essentially is designed to blend in the background and kind of be not noticeable and kind of just like fade from one song into the next without like you know any recognition and there's no like kind of main part of a song or a hook that you know you can really identify with it's like yeah i mean even me as a fan i i'm hard pressed to come up with more than a handful of of actual like artists that I go back to a lot. And and that's partially because a lot of times I'm listening to these, these channels in the background and the songs come on and like only if you really like a song, might you like look at your phone or your, or your, you know, browser to see who the artist is. So, uh, yeah, I just I think that, that, that's in this like constant really for me it's like oh thing. fuck
1: I was that song sounded really good. Wait, what was it? Oh, that was like eight songs ago. I don't even <laughs> yeah, know like, this and this one's I've had good, to do
0: but that too. <laughs> I've, I've had to go back and like scroll back through a song to like get to one that I liked and be like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's off. Remember that artist or something like that." So, um so I think it is it is very hard to get recognition in this space, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to to do this new Jabiz podcast is to to let people know that you know this is one of the guys that that started this thing that's
1: he's the guy he's the one you should remember yeah
0: that's making a lot of waves right now for sure
1: what about you rosemary
2: yeah i i thought it was awesome immediately like i hadn't really heard anything like that before and 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 like i said you know i i downloaded it within that like you know it was like 100 songs or something and and, and, you know i'm playing through it and then once it kind of got to that section of it i was like what like i've never heard anything like this before really so you know and it was like a bit of like reminiscent of some of like the the stuff that my dad would listen to but not really like my dad was like a big sinatra kind of guy so that was more like Mm -hmm. torch singer jazz kind of thing that i was familiar with so and you know and so hearing it i was like oh this is Awesome. And and so like I immediately really took to but it also like I've, I've kind of always like I had a lot of um my sister, you know, grew up in the as a teen in the 80s. So I also had like a lot of experience with like her old like new wave albums kind of oh, thing, it was which like, also
1: what, I think, what like what sort of like
2: it, it was like really like your pop standards like duran duran like yeah but it was you know like that, that that sort of thing and actually it's funny we mentioned about um you know like the the machine that jay dill was using now and he's like using in this very uh-huh. complicated way to like you know use all these samples and stuff like this but then you look at people like um like joy division right where it's like they their whole like thing with using their drum machine was they could be lazier so they could drink more <laughs> <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome that. and they've they've said that yeah. you know like and it's like and i I still like, I, I think a lot of their stuff is really good, but it's like, they kind of had the luxury because they were the first to do that. They could get away with that. And if they were doing yeah. it now, they might be criticized of, you know, like aping the style and kind of like not, you know, yeah. just just kind of pulling along and sounding like everybody else.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I definitely think they, that is, you, you know, it's it's a, we were talking about how like, yeah, the sample based music is like, it's often criticized for, you know, being like whatever, cheap or easy to make, which, you know, well, I think it's that's, hard to argue that it's not. I, well, cheap, I do it's think like, cheaper too, to that make is than like, like, yeah, a band,
1: I think like to a certain extent, and this is like, I do have a take I want to bring to the table at some point about uh, oh, yeah. a, a lot of a, a bigger take that I want. I want to like throw at yeah. YouTube. but I think like what I hear then too, is also kind of like like i think part of the reason hip-hop culture developed the way it was was because there there wasn't a lot of access to like actual instruments like it was hard mm-hmm. to do that and find places you could play especially yeah. in, like the 70s where when hip-hop culture was just starting and then the 80s even until it kind of actually exploded it was like y- you did you couldn't get like a bunch of musicians and make a band because you couldn't you know there or like if you did it was like there was a lot more segregation and stuff and like it was just like a poor kid in a basement could take, like, could get a ch- cheap tape machine and, like, rip samples and then record yeah. over it or whatever. You have
3: every yeah. instrument suddenly. Chop it up and it. And yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. right? And it's, like, that's the thing is, like, this is doable. Even, like, like if you can save up to buy, like, a sampler or, or like, a, a, a machine, a, a drum machine or a sequencer or whatever, all of a sudden, like, you've got access to a world you didn't have before. And, like, yeah, I know people who play regular, like, traditional instruments that have never don't know a a, a thing about music theory have never actually like been taught they're entirely self-taught and they just did it by listening and figuring it out. And like, that's what these people did. That's what like, like Jay Dilla did too, in a way was like, he just kind of kept making stuff until it worked. And like, there's like, maybe they don't, they couldn't like, like put it into language and tell you like, Oh yeah, this is where I do a key change because I wanted to get the song to go from like this to this. They just, they, they did something badly so many times that they figured out how to do it yeah. well and they figured out <laughs> all these tricks and that's a valid way of making music. Like, yeah, it's it like is, a practical
2: yeah. versus academic methods, right? Yeah. Like like both of them are valid, but it's just some people work better with different ones. Well,
1: and one is more recognized as like-
2: Well, that's one's the smart way. Or yeah.
1: academic, right? I think like- that's and bullshit. like
2: bullshit.
1: <laughs> totally, it's totally bullshit. And like the other thing too is like, I think like a good example was like, you said Jay Dilla knew this thing inside and out. Mm-hmm. His like his NPC or whatever that's in like the the Museum of African American History.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to sure, I couldn't remember the museum, but yes, yeah. thank you for it's bringing that up. in
1: Washington DC. So, yeah. if anyone wants to go there, but um okay. like they said like he like the claim is that he never read manuals. He never read the manual yeah. He just played with it until he figured it out. But in the the manual, the guy who invented this says in the opening like I encourage you to, to view this like a piano or a violin, like it is an instrument and you are, you are, you are a musician. And that was really, that's just a really cool thing that like obviously from the beginning and it is like, it does take a lot of skill. Like I know like my brother was a drummer and then he injured his shoulders and he, he Mm -hmm. was, he started playing around with digital music and he said like, it took him a long time to actually get good at doing a working on a sequencer because it is work and it is figuring it out. And like, anyone can sort of be like, but to do an actual sort of like drum beat with little fills or like build a nice little beat or like a little like orchestration or whatever to back vocals, or even just to have like a, a a sample track or whatever, or to combine two samples. Like that does take, know-how and skills and stuff to do it in a way that's really pleasing, so. 100%. Yeah, man.
0: And and that's, yeah, that's really a thing where I, I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, the the creator of, of, yeah, the MPC 3000 was like, you could kind of see this. It's like, people are gonna probably shit on this and see like, look at this as like a cheap way to make music, but no, yeah. if you l- use this correctly and use this like to create your own sounds or like take a sound and make it your own, Like, this just opens the door to like this new way of creating music that people haven't, haven't really done yet. And so taking that and running with it was, was kind of what Jay Dilla did and, and yeah, look, look at like kind of what he did with hip hop and then new is kind of over like in Japan, like he made a lot of his own music like he he would collaborate with people but then he would also compose and then add his own instruments uh so he was kind of doing his own thing too That like it wasn't all entirely sample based like they are making they're making music but it's this huge like collaborative effort that that kind of uh, results in the uh, the final product with sampling and well, like and it's different sort of like,
1: like a piece coming piece on art it too in that way of like it's layered like I think about Rosemary you're like more a more traditional artist and a digital artist but like you know that it's like like a really great piece of art like it's like it's not just like someone slapping paint on a canvas it's like first they'll sketch oh, it yeah. out they'll try tests right like they'll maybe do a couple different <laughs> yeah. like practice runs before they do yeah. the final art and even that takes like days to weeks to months of layering and stuff and Mm -hmm. that's like a deep that's like a thing that they these guys did too like Mm -hmm. they probably didn't compose everything overnight they probably worked at it and came back to their mpc oh yeah
2: and like failed scraps of other things that worked with something else and And like you talk about you know like standing out amongst all these other people who are kind of like making the same thing at this point in time like that's like such a real uh, like a common artist struggle i I think also where it's you know like you want to have your own strong brand but you also you know there's you want people to want it so it has to be like some sort of marketable thing so it's like all these different you know like balls you're juggling kind of thing to, to like make it this thing that that's yours that stands out but also is all these other things so
3: yeah it's, totally, it's yeah.
2: relatable i got that
1: yeah you totally. <laughs> rosemary is new Best. new Best <laughs> is rosemary <laughs> no um. well
2: always want to argue, you know, about like tools and, you know, when like a new thing comes out, you know, like, like the, when the sequencer came out, people were like, Oh, what about like original drumming? And all that other kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, when people switched from scrolls to bound books, like people were mad about it and saying they're never going to use those. Now we're using like, Oh, yeah. real reading isn't reading on your iPad or whatever. It's yeah. like, who cares, man? Like, I don't know.
0: It is interesting. Cause it's going <laughs> to be like, I, I feel really sure that this is coming. And actually this is somewhat related because I, I don't know, Rosemary. Have you ever seen oh, what was this? This was uh Shinichiro Watanabe's like latest series that was on Netflix. It's like the two girls that make music. It's called something.
2: Oh, um
0: I can't think of the name. I of haven't
2: it. seen it, but it's like saved in my watch list. So I know exactly yeah. what you're
0: talking and about. And so I've only seen the first like four <laughs> episodes, but this is like it takes place in like a not super distant future, probably around the same time as like Cowboy Bebop. So maybe like whatever. Carol 48. and Tuesday. Carol and Tuesday. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You <laughs> also space, did
1: Space Dandy, which I was yeah. like, this is this is was, wow.
0: Space. I think Space no, Dandy. Space Dandy's I, out there.
1: It's out there, and I was not a fan. Like I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I really tried I to be it. like, because like I don't even like even like like both like like Samurai Cowboy Bebop has that like that weird like lots of like sexy dance thing going on. But uh, yeah, yeah, Cowboy uh, Space Dandy for me was just a little too uh, tongue in cheek in a way that didn't sit with me. Uh, (laughs) I I still want to finish it because
0: like, yeah, I fell off it, but I think I want to, I want to, I think if I revisited it, I might have a new appreciation for it. Yeah, Um, but I'll check
1: out Carol on Tuesday. Yeah, check out Carol
0: Tuesday because that's the thing. The thing about that in that series is that that I think we're like approaching and we will see within our lifetime is that they have. It's about these like two girls that like start a a band a two-person band right but it, it's in the age of like yes very digital music and the the greatest music that's being produced is produced by ais and so right like, yeah it's like Which they is a go thing up, too. yeah so it's like they go up against these ais and i think like yeah, yeah. what's going to happen when we have like full-on ais that are, like too. composing things yeah, exactly so, yeah. Right. Oh right! Look, we have AI. Art- I guess we have like the artists. Well, already sort or of, like, yeah. it's the, like I- the idols. Are
3: making yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we have the, the well, like virtual idols. So. I don't.
1: I hate. I don't want to be a hater because like I am like the guy that's like meh, fuck like corporate music like. I want to see like a band play in a basement that like sounds like shit and like the (laughs) vocalist is like screaming and like guitars. Cause I like that shit. I really do. And And I think like, that's not to say like, like, I I don't want people to confuse that for me being like, you're like a bullshit sellout. If you like Britney Spears, like that's not what I'm saying. I do. I do believe that like that's the soul of music in a certain way. Like, I think like, I think like it, like Britney Spears is the spectacle or whatever, and like but like I don't like it's like it's an aesthetic choice, and some of her songs are really great. Like I dance to Britney Spears when when like it comes song. on, yeah. right? Yeah. So like and and I think like or whatever, not just Britney Spears, but like uh, Ariana Grande. But I think like um, th- there is like, th- th- like as much as like all music is like valid and like whatever tools you use are valid. It just it is good to think about like how those tools change things like i think like a good example is like nobody wants to play for a live band pay for a live band anymore and like it's hard it's gotten even more expensive to tour as a live like four-piece band or whatever because you've got four members and you're competing against djs who only is one person or whatever right and and not to say that they're always equal and there aren't like people who want to see a live band but it has had a a negative effect on people actually forming bands versus i could see that in terms of like the cost
0: cost Analysis of a big band, time. of forming a band for sure. But that's why ska's I'll, dead.
1: Actually, it's because it's that's a, so you, sad. Got that's na- why, you got your you it's got so ska's sad. dead. You got nobody, your like five you, to no, eight piece band. It is coming no. back now. You which just can't is it's coming back. Eight two so kind of, on tour yeah. anymore. No, but it's like it's hard to take us like like imagine a ska band, much less like a big jazz band or like a. A, an orchestra on tour right because no it's doubt. like so much more logistically oh, complicated <laughs> and expensive and capitalism's like i don't want to i don't want i want to deal with that i'll just pay one guy and he'll put a dj set a <laughs> totally. everyone will like that totally. and, and again and, like and not right. djs aren't bad but it's just like it's it's and, the landscape has changed so yeah. much. Too. and
0: you're you're so right and the 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 financial uh, aspect it has so much to do with the shaping of the music landscape. I mean, we talked about this when I did the Rosetta Tharp episode. Yeah, totally. How like th- there was a strike, there was like a entertainment strike that went on during then and that directly resulted in like yes, less bookings for big bands and more bookings for like single vocalists, which yeah. directly changed the landscape of music at the time. So, I'm not I'm definitely not arguing that yes, it it does it does shape it. Um,
1: well, and even now, like streaming, we're looking at this thing where like people, like, like people are barely getting paid for people for millions of listens to their music.
0: Yeah. And right? that's Stuff and, like and that. lo-fi is like directly at the focal point of that. So, <laughs> But there is, it's like, and it's part of this, it's part of that shifting landscape is like, yes, these artists, it's not going to be the same. Like, yeah, a beat producer can make money by, by selling their beats to multiple people. Um, They're not, they're not going to be as recognized or as like make as much as doing like you know a big gig or whatever but yeah if if you're a digital music producer that is a way to make money and yeah it's going to be it's going to be i think harder for the big bands like you said but at i think day like i i am gonna go i go to live music like a lot and i hope to go again like when we can sure but totally i, I think like, i just go to same. music that i want to hear and whether it's a band or or a dj That's that's kind of that's not what I think about as a fan. I want to hear the music I want to hear live and it encompasses, I think, both genres. Yeah. I'm not saying that like music I want to hear. I think you'll find a way. If you're making music that people want to hear, hopefully you can still find a way. But what if you're making music that
1: people don't want to hear, Wes? What if you're making that kind of music? What are you well, supposed I think to do? There's
0: never been a better time than that because <laughs> the the tools are available to you and the audience is easily accessible. So I mean, there's that never is been true. a better time to make better. bad music too.
1: I didn't say bad music. I just said music people don't want to hear.
0: Oh yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> there's, there's a difference. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely an interesting time for producers, and I'm oh, sure yeah, some, some some yeah. people are capitalizing it a lot on it a lot easier than others for sure. Well, I
3: think
1: like, yeah, it, it's just like every, every we're, we're all, it's always going to change. And like, it will be interesting if we do see a swing back to like traditionally made music or like acoustic music or something like that. Right. Cause that's kind of um, like what happened, what's happened before. Like, you know, you had like the fifties with these really like lushly produced, like, you know, the first kind of like pop artists and all these like teen idols and stuff and then there was like the folk movement and it kind of went back to like it was like oh making music of the people and like yeah you know playing on the mandolin and like that kind of stuff and yeah and authenticity which is still like that's that's a whole other interesting thing is like right what's yeah authenticity is in music and stuff anymore like even the bands that like claim like oh we're real and authentic it's still like yeah but you're still like you still got an a and r guy and you're still like have a label that yeah. has a marketing department so like
0: that's well, the other thing and actually, again, I that's not say- a
1: problem I think like it's it doesn't really matter because like anything can be authentic if it's like made from the mm-hmm. heart even if there is a bajillion dollars behind it it just means that the bajillion dollars true makes that record more and likely to I be think talked that, about that right?
0: uh, but that authenticity is what appeals to a lot of people and that's when people like feel like you're you are authentic I think they they connect with you easier they at least they they'll show you like that they they want to hear more not of me
1: i only listen to people i think are big phonies
0: yeah but that's because <laughs> you're a you're phony just, you're a big phony, phony man
1: <laughs> yeah i am
0: yeah but it's interesting that i this is just me personally like i listen to so much music that i would never actually want to see live like i would never want to go to a, i would never want to go to a lo-fi concert and to be honest like
3: i don't I know mean, I, don't, see, I, I would not re- re- to re-
0: i would definitely oh, want to go well yeah, would you, i don't think yeah. i would because like i want to move around and i want to like have a good time at a concert i oh, go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> i would just be interested in how they would recreate a lot of the stuff that they yeah. recorded. yeah that is you know? that like that's like do you guys know the go team you know oh them? my god,
0: has it kind of fucking know. love the Go Team, and I just yeah, like so, got into them again. I just like rediscovered amazing. them uh, you on them my when Spotify. they
2: you to Vancouver like three years ago or something?
0: <sighs> no,
3: uh, they were in the I'm Fox so cover. Okay, but oh it was like god. I
2: I wanted to see them for so long, oh my and god, just, like, like, so how did they do that live? So, and it was like one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. So and it was do? a very different experience. Well, so they they do a lot of like like they have a lot of like like skipping chants and like sampled stuff and like things from TV shows, but also like brass. You feel like you're on Sesame
0: Street sometimes.
2: Yeah, honestly, it's really cool. But so I was like, okay, well, how do they do that? Because like, at times they have, you know, like a 30 person group. And then sometimes it's two guys kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they, there was maybe like seven of them and just, wow. you know, samples and other stuff and like, you know, instrument switches and things. So it was a very different experience seeing them, oh like God, like listening to them so cool. live versus how they're well, all something to, sound. But so I mean, yeah. that's what I like, you know, it's that's cool. Yeah. Damn it. I but wish I knew that was going like, on. Okay. So my question
1: is like, I have seen bands, like I go back and forth on this because um, I have seen bands live that like, are like literally just a four piece but they'll completely do their live their songs differently live like they'll put them in different keys like i think ajj is one that i find a really good example like like because it's really like the one guy sean bonnet that writes all the songs he like writes all the lyrics and does all the chords and then the band just kind of comes in and like builds the song the the texture and the, the arrangement of the song around it mm-hmm. um and he kind of works with the other sean gallaty who's the bass player but Um, but he also performs solo stuff and he's been performing like every day live in quarantine since it started. Like, I think he kind of took some breaks now and stuff, but when he does them solo, he does them in different keys. He changes the, like, he changes the chords that he uses on his guitar. Um, Mm -hmm. and even when they do the songs live, like they've changed some of the lyrics. So like then, but then there's other bands I go see and they do it exactly the same as it is on the album right like yeah exactly or at least as close to as possible like the production isn't quite as like cleaned up uh-huh. or whatever
0: that's interesting but i've also yeah. seen
1: like bands who like because they they can't bring their whole membership on tour or whatever do like stripped down versions of their songs or they change things so like was the go team like were all their did all their songs sound the same or were they like like different or like completely like yeah. what was it
2: what was I like imagine different interpretations of
0: yeah. the same. Right. okay that's I feel cool. like was so hard to reproduce their studio sound like live but...
2: yeah 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 it, it was very different but it's like you could still clearly tell it was them it was still the same kind mm-hmm. of energy so oh it was like God. a very cool experience
0: that i'm so jealous i wish like i could have gone yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that would be but that's cool that's like i think that's really interesting like of like like the like the 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 pursuit of sort of like the exact sound or whatever which can be a challenge in itself versus like this sort of like fuck it we'll do it live like let's figure it out like fuck it we don't have 20 violins mm-hmm. so we'll just like we'll turn yeah. up the 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 fucking treble on like yeah, the, right. keyboard the keyboard and just play time, it like, like it's 30 violins
2: you know there's a reason why like, you know, you hate to say it, but McDonald's is, you know, making how much money worldwide is because you want to be able to go to any country in the world and get fries that taste exactly the same. And sometimes you want that. You want to go to a big stadium show and experience that exact thing that yeah. you had at home, but with other people around you. And that's more what the experience I is think about. a good so. example
1: was like, um, uh, some 80s new wave band I think I, I can't remember Whether it was Duran Duran and Hungry Like the Wolf Like they said like oh no we play Like They play their hit song like four times in their set and it was like, what? yeah, for like, what? like because that's the song that Four people. Four times in one show. I mean, yeah. Well, but, but think about this. Like, these are uh, this is a band that sells out stadiums and plays like a two hour set. Like, it's not right. like they're playing it every ten minutes. It's like they open with okay. it, they play it, and they take an intermission. They play it right after intermission, and then they encore it, right? Like stuff like that. Like, <laughs> wow, and it's like yeah. there are people who just come to hear the hits, you know, and they yeah. want to hear there it are, exactly, like you said, like it's the McDonald's comfort thing, right? Where it's yeah. like. For me, I'm like just from mm-hmm. like, again, like the punk thing for me was like, I love it when a band fucks with their live sound. And I, and mm-hmm. I'm like, like, again, like I go to a show to sort of like experience a different thing than like the recording. And like, Wes, you're right. There are bands that I'll probably never go see live. Cause I know yeah I'm not interested in like a band that sounds like they're recording. And I know where it's like, or even like I am to a certain extent, but like I'm much more fascinated when a band tries something or does something different in their live show or like whatever, right? But like yeah. at the same time, like, yeah, like I know some of my friends, like they wanna go see, you know, like fucking like, um, they wanna go see like Taylor Swift, T-Swift, and they wanna hear mm-hmm. her play all the hits. She's good live, they, she's good and live. And they, and and part of that is like the bonding that they do over that song right like
0: yeah. it's yes like, 100% it's that something is they can connect with the all these other experience. people yeah and, and that for is me like amazing. i don't
1: even like to go to concerts over like 500 people i find them like i i feel because i like to be like in a tiny little sweaty room <laughs> with the band screaming in my head. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, like, like I can just like talk to the band after and be and yeah and be like where are you guys going next like share a cigarette like have a party with them or whatever because that feels yeah. like more real to me but like yeah but i still will like the decemberists i'll go see them anytime even though they're like they're not in huge stadiums but they'll sell out like the commodore or whatever and it's not Mm -hmm. as fun for me as if i could go see like colin Meloy like play like the fucking railway or like the or like you know like play at like um uh the like you know like uh filthy mcnastys that's not a bar um <laughs> i think you it, know. Is
2: yeah, <laughs> it is in ontario yeah <laughs> it is an ontario
1: bar no but i'm thinking Filthies. of like uh, what's the um the funky winker the beans or whatever the bar like there's a couple <laughs> of like winker tiny beans, ass yeah. bars that host live music here um like i those that's where i'd rather see them but like i like that band enough whereas yeah, yeah i don't know um yeah music man everybody comes true. at yeah. it differently and they've got all these different <laughs> requirements and it some is. people I'm like music music. i'm very
0: i'm very interested to know that though because this like this cross-section of of like music goers like that it's very different because yes like like joe yeah you you'll see you want the vans to play like have a different sound than like they do on their albums like i definitely like i think if i were to hurt hear a live version versus studio version like i like the studio version better but if i was going to the show yeah i definitely want to hear some variation i don't want to just hear them play a studio track like i would go to their live show to hear
1: yeah you know
0: like i wouldn't mind if they like you know switched it up a bit i would probably want them and be happy if they did but even and you still
1: want to hear them play the hits like when i went and saw pop i was like I can't fucking wait for them to play old wounds. Like I can't wait fucking wait for them yeah, to play Reservoir. Sure. But then like they also whipped out like Black Sabbath covers, and I was like, yes.
3: Oh yeah, this is so good. Like I, I, I was
1: just like, so.
0: I love a unexpected cover at yeah, a totally. live show. Yeah, That is that is a highlight. One or two
1: unexpected covers.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like, and it, well, it was funny because like bringing it back to Nujabes, like. There is like that one concert footage of him or whatever on, like, it's like a minute on. Uh, yeah. There's very and little it's footage like, of him. And it's like him at a, like, kind of like a bar and it's packed and everyone's like crammed up against the bar that, like, underneath is him and the other guy, like, DJing or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's everyone just like, like, the people at the front are like, yeah, like they're seeing everything. They're like nodding along. And then there's cool. like people just behind them, but the whole bar is like crammed full of people and they're all just sitting there in like, you know not like fancy clothes but like nice like well dressed like starch collar kind of clothes and they're all just like bobbing their heads to the music and stuff and it's like that's what you're saying rosemary is you want to go see what they're doing but like
3: it was like the most polite
0: concert i had ever seen right
1: and it kind of, that makes sense for this genre, right? Cause it's just so much like, just like, exactly.
0: Yeah. You just yeah. want to
1: chill and not along. And I don't think any, no one had a drink in hand. Like nobody was like, it was nobody, but nobody was talking to each other. Like people were just like grooving in this packed bar to the music. It was really cool. That's
3: yeah.
2: So
0: awesome. I get down with that vibe.
1: Yeah. Not my vibe, but
3: I'm sure <laughs> yeah, it's enjoy. not, it's
0: definitely not what I, I, I seek out, I guess when I go to a concert, which is, is kind of what I'm saying. Like, I think there's so much, so many genres of music that I don't think I would necessarily like care to go see live, but it's just makes so much of, makes up so much of my listening that it's like, yeah. Cause that's what I, that's how I try to like make up for like my past piracy is going out to see a show every huh. now and then, but it's like, same, yeah, same. I
1: collected vinyl I for a while. It. So that was <laughs> yeah.
0: That's yeah, good I collect- too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I collected vinyl for a while, for so that was my thing. Was like, I'll download it, but if I really like it, I'll buy it on vinyl.
2: That's, yeah, but I now have maybe I'm like, like seven albums, and it's the same, like like vinyl. It's like because like, I really like them. So
1: yeah, well, I like vinyl too, but it just like takes up so much room in my closet.
3: Well, wow, like, it's I have a very I, small collection <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, so for me, it was like I finally had to decide if I wanted to keep collecting comics or vinyl, and comics kind of won. Yeah, and even comics. then, it was still like it was still just like. Well, like, I won't collect individual issues anymore because I don't want to throw out my vinyl collection and I will only buy trades. And I know that means that I can't really support the artists, but, like, I kind of had to do that just for my own, like, sanity and, like, back. Yeah. (laughs) So, but, yeah, I think... Speaking of vinyl, like, uh, does Best have stuff on vinyl? Can you get stuff He does. Yeah, Nujibest? you
0: can, you can get his stuff on vinyl. Um, and I think if I ever did start collecting vinyl, that would definitely be one of the first Ooh. vinyls I picked up. Future he has for Wes. Yeah. He only has the two studio albums that he actually put out. And then he has a right. third album that came out like after, after he died in 2010, which was mm-hmm. Spiritual mm-hmm. States, I think, which actually has some of his best stuff in my opinion, like at least in terms of his, his actual, um some of yeah, his like performances that he puts on there because they
1: also did like he did some of those love sick songs but wasn't it like shingo 2 that finished yeah, that collection Sh- yeah shingo
0: 2 yeah i think there's like it's like six parts or something yeah it's so like it's... The,
1: the final album was the hexology but they released yeah. them all separately like the first oh, ones yeah. were with nuja and they released them all separately so i think that's my favorite to be honest
0: yeah there's one there's one part of that that i really like i think it might be part six which um the yeah some of the i think some of the lyrics and rapping from from shingo too is like a little questionable but i just really like the instrumentals yeah. on it um yeah yeah it's really nice Sweet. um what's the yeah. other one spiritual i think it's called spiritual, spiritual state. state the title tack, soul, the title tack is really good. Music. Yeah. yeah 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 but the title tack on spiritual state is really good that's actually Ooh, what my okay. that's ashley's uh ashley walked down the aisle to that song Aww, at our wedding
1: that's so, so cute like, That's yeah, the best. It's, it's got yeah. a special place in my
0: heart. Oh. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, New Japan's, Yeah, but he did die in in like I mentioned. He died in. Oh, bummer, man. Yeah, such a bummer. <laughs> Why'd you have
1: to bum us out with that
0: fact? <laughs> I mean, it was. Why couldn't
1: so we just talk around that fact for another hour?
0: <laughs> no, it's so sad. He was taken from us too soon. Like he yeah. was. I remember because when I found yeah. about it, it like hit me so hard because it was like right when I was like getting like super into him it's like only a few years after like a year or two after i had seen like samurai shampoo and i was just like i remember like i was at work and i read it on on the internet and i was just like devastated like well it,
1: it was also interesting because like i guess like like he had also kind of stopped recording like he was mostly he was really getting into doing live shows apparently and he hadn't really like he put a bunch of stuff out from like 2000 to like 2000 eight or whatever and then he was like right before he died he was much more focused on like live shows and like and like playing live and playing gigs like that's what what, what they were saying in like interviews and stuff and like it was kind uh-huh. of like inter like I don't I don't think he was like I don't think it was a case of like he wasn't planning on putting out more stuff but like that he had sort of entered mm-hmm. a period of like either where he was sort of experimenting and tired of the studio and wanted to more play live or just like was like moving on like move like changing or something right it just felt like or whatever just wanted to do more live stuff than to like record new music or whatever yeah well that definitely
0: i yeah i think that's 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 true because he he definitely had stuff in the pipe i mean that's why like the it came out posthumously yeah spiritual but he that's true because that's like some of his his best in- instrumentals I think are on spiritual state. So yeah, that's probably, maybe that's why he was like getting more into like live stuff and and playing more instruments. So it definitely comes through in that album. Uh but yeah, there was there was after he died, there were so many tributes that came pouring out. There's like multiple albums, I think, that are that are just dedicated to to Jabez tributes.
1: Yeah. And some, some of the stuff's really good. Pronounced his name wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, like yeah. those aren't those aren't the tributes, but like yeah, no, but he'll,
1: it's yeah, was it like he'll that be referenced was like the... in
0: songs a lot? And I think yeah, is, yeah, you're talking about the uh Jaden Smith song. It, I think yeah,
1: I guess I didn't want to like call him out. Oh, I guess we, we did it we, in the last Jayden, one. No. Yeah, yeah did, like really Jaden Smith is gonna w- listen to this podcast. And be like, yeah, I'm worried about this. I got I better deal with these guys that have 700 total <laughs> downloads.
0: You might. might. I don't want to get, I don't want to get the, the 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 J J crew. Okay, is that what is that what the, the J, Jaden fans, fans have are? a J crew? The, J, the Jaden.
1: Yes, <laughs> this is not a Jaden Smith is. podcast. We will talk get, about Jaden Smith. I, don't I don't want to get the J, J, J hive The J hive. Yes. Oh man, he better call them that. But, but yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm sure maybe like, that's the thing is like, you can listen to someone and like, I didn't know how to pronounce this guy's name for a long time.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and didn't call it jabs. New, that's New, that's New the way jabs. I'm calling it now. Najabs. Yeah. New Jabes. Yeah, that's, I think that's what he says on, on his one track. Um, and then oh, who's the who's the artist that was actually I mean, working you've never heard with them?
2: it before? How are you supposed to know? Like, well, I mean, that's the I thing. It's like
3: in <laughs> the <laughs> age of
1: internet, yeah. Like you, you yeah. see it before you ever hear. Yeah, it. I mean, because uh, his name was Jun Seba, right? Like that's how you. Yeah, Jun Seba. Name. Yeah. This is, or, I thought it was Jun. I think
0: it's pronounced June.
1: I thought it was Jun because that's what they said in the in the on the YouTube videos, but well, they might have here we are YouTube again. <laughs>
3: We're just I gonna debate
1: Jen. the pronunciation it could of be
3: john it it'll be right. like
1: that'll be like what would they what they remember of us in 2000 years of like it's like yes the elders debated over whether it was john <laughs>
0: yeah that's, i'll have to go back to the to the records on that one but you might be right
1: i don't know whatever
0: it's i've always said june
1: yeah i don't know well because Nuja that's our new or new or whatever like <laughs> And everyone pronounces it differently. That's the thing is like the guy was like the guy who was like his collaborator complained about everyone pronouncing his name wrong, but it was like, but everyone pronounces his name differently. Like everyone does even people who know him.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I forget the other recording artist that actually worked with, with NutriBeds on a few of his tracks. I don't know. I can't think of his name right now. It's not Shingo too. It's like the, it's like the the
1: first American he signed to his label.
0: Yeah, but but he he actually like yeah calls out like Jaden Smith of the people that are pronouncing his name wrong on on one of his tracks because right. because yeah he has that he has that authority. Um, but yeah, gone too Substantial. soon. Substantial. Thank Substantial you. Yes, was that, he was the one. Yeah. Stuff, yeah, yeah. So he he good name, he has good the authority name. to do that.
1: Yeah, he does have the authority to do that. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like overall like such a fascinating. Little like capsule, right? In a way, like, like both him and Jay Dilla, both tragically yeah. taken from us too soon. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's both like, kind of at the really forefront of this, get, like, one or two people that are like the genre, you know, in a way that like these guys are. So,
0: well, I, yeah, I think they, yeah, they had a definitely had this big, um, they're like a big point for like kicking it off and bringing it to where it is is now yeah because yeah for sure especially when there's yeah like i said there's so many uh all of the art- artists that don't you don't really know who they are or or kind of they're not they're not getting you know recognized well, for there's also
1: like i guess Jin Sang is the other one that i know but the reason yeah, i know Jin Sang vocalist, is because
0: oh the oh no no yeah he's they're, they're uh yeah, they do a lot of stuff in the same genre ginseng is good too
1: yeah and like the reason the main reason i know ginseng is because like there's a podcast that i listen to regularly that uses one of their songs as like <laughs> the opening uh, and yeah that was really like, like what happened was i was like i i had it on like random play on spotify or whatever and it was like playing some like new, new lo-fi hip-hop and then the song came on from the podcast and i was like oh, nice. oh my god this is the trash future opening what is this and oh, that was how cool. i found about i found out about ginseng
0: yeah, because Ginseng's really good too, and um, yeah, there's a couple others that that are pretty prominent, but um, but yeah, yeah. Just if you're ever grooving on those those YouTube playlists, the twenty four seven playlists, just look up and take a look at the artists now and then, because you know,
1: yeah, yeah. They're, they're out Report there. Support those artists. <laughs> Make them feel like they aren't just yeah. elevator music with hip hop beats. Yeah, don't say <laughs> I mean... that to them. Don't don't go there. Just. Just be like, hey, I really like your music, and I don't think it at all sounds like elevator hip hop music, or whatever yeah. I just said. Well, <laughs> I
0: mean, it could be actually because like, maybe that's maybe what not. they want. Maybe that's yeah, what they're I going was going to say. Maybe know. that is what they want because, like, like New Jabez himself was very much not didn't want to be in the limelight. I don't think yeah, and That's why only you have ever so... did
1: one interview, right? And, and I was like trying to find a translation of it, and they were like, "Oh, this person is translated." And then I'd click on it, and it would just be Japanese text. And okay, I like, what is going yeah, on? No, I, really to, so, I should try and yeah, find Yeah, There's that, one interview in Japanese, I think it's been translated, but I wasn't able to like
0: oh, okay. googling like to this that.
1: afternoon while I was like, I should do some check in, re- yeah. more research on this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd love to see uh, that if you still have the link. Yeah, well, well I think never, it was like a, a, a written interview, interview. Like, oh, okay, it came out <laughs> as
1: like like text in a magazine. Okay, um, and so cool. it's been translated, but I couldn't find a translation. So if we find that we'll put that in the show notes too.
0: Yeah, but that's a good point because you know this is, like we said, this is music that's that's a lot of the time created by you know one or two people, or even if it's created with more collaborators a lot of the time they aren't even in the same room when when it's being put together. So, well, it's like it, the
1: ideal music for introverts to make. it's, those, exactly it's like a one-man yeah, operation. Is, you don't have to talk to people. Total... You can just send them like send them an email yeah. with beats, and then they can put it on top and send it back. It's
0: the complete like, introvert genre. Yeah. So maybe don't look them up. Maybe they're fine. Just yeah, maybe it.
2: just leave uh, them don't far. look us up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just get like a notice of injunction from the
1: League of Lo-Fi Hip Hop Artists. <laughs> Like you cannot do not tell people to look us up. Cut that from your podcast. We will issue a DCMA, DMCA, sorry, so sorry. whatever. <laughs>
3: Don't, yeah, yeah.
1: I like the idea of a league of of lo fi hip-hop artists. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Like like a full-on like Scott Pilgrim situation. I feel like that. <laughs> that's something to explore. I'm gonna write that down.
0: Oh man, I wonder if vegan powers are in effect i don't know i don't know that's i, know. That's, I yeah. wish i could have gone out to see the movie it was back in theaters over the weekend 10th anniversary oh really oh yeah. i didn't realize that yeah there was a I lot of big I would, uh i would have gone yeah i know i didn't but there was a lot of big um theaters where we're showcasing it and like doing red carpets in the states yeah i don't
1: want to talk about theaters right now it'll just make me sad i
0: know uh, i know man but yeah. uh all i can do is sit home and watch the snyder cut
1: <laughs> i've watched the snyder cut four times i've watched it to every new Jibes album it does not sync up <laughs> it does not work together i don't know why uh, i keep doing it i'm not getting any returns but i keep trying anyway maybe just maybe like no west no it won't it won't no but maybe if i do like i'm gonna try spiritual state one more time on I, the black and white edition west sorry, yeah it's okay it's like
0: i don't even think new Jibes has a big enough catalog to cover the Snyder Four cut, hours. But... <laughs>
1: yeah. If you do but, all yeah. the remixes, that's how you'll do it. Yeah. That's true. The tapes
0: yeah. Throw in the mixtape. Yeah, Boom. Exactly. There you yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah. Syncs up perfectly. All right.
1: Okay. So I'm going to hit you guys with a take that I've been working on. I've been crafting for a while.
3: Okay. Um, yes.
1: That I think like, this is my personal opinion. And like, um, I think like, to me, the thing about hip hop is hip hop sort of like supersedes punk. Like it does all the things that Mm. punk set out to do, but better in a way, in my opinion, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
0: Or do I need to, I know like punk has set out to like kind of break down conformity and well the idea with
1: punk is it's like the diy of like you can just do it right like you don't have to have like skill or talent or whatever okay and like or you don't have to be like a formal musician and it's like all about like um that sort of like diy do it yourself like it doesn't like figure it out make it happen kind of thing like what do what what you can with what you have Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i feel like hip-hop takes that even further than punk because hip-hop like there are punk bands now that like use like electronic stuff but like because the sound is so tied to like guitar and, and drums and stuff like that like it doesn't quite work and i just think like hip-hop sort of also represents like a a, a a much like more like marginalized underclass than the average punk audience especially now i think like maybe originally the first punks were like because they were like in this the 70s in britain and it was like this time of economic downturn and this whole generation told they were trash like they acted like trash whereas like i think like hip-hop does that much more like with a larger, more like globally, like marginalized and sort of like uh, whatever community. And I just feel like everything that, that punk set out to do hip hop eventually did better in a way, right? Huh. Like even selling out, they did better
3: than punk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know?
0: Well, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I've never made that comparison, but I can see, I can see how, yeah, it took, it took the, the DIY aspect and well, and it was the voice and pick of that like, up.
1: Um a, it was it's part of a movement, it's like deeply connected to like a movements and and more than just like music in a way punk isn't even anymore,
3: right? Yeah, like, then that's you, what like,
0: and to be honest, like that's you I don't know if you heard people like talking about this. This was a point of conversation like with with the pandemic going on and like people like started making comparisons to stuff like the Vietnam War and like our artists and stuff that were or, or other like tragedies in the past or things that people like felt that they needed to have a voice for and like speak up about or like became like a, a cultural touchstone that that songs kind of emerged from. They were like, where where are all our art- artists like kind of like rallying and like kind of making songs for our current time and our current climate? And uh, it's 100 like-
1: gex, thank you. Who? their songs speak to the climate of today 100, 100 gecks
0: What is 100 gecks Oh
1: Wes you got to we got we, gotta, we you got to look up 100 gecks. You, you don't know either Rosemary Oh my god
3: I'm Sorry like, What's a geck
1: I don't know but there's a 100 <laughs> of them and uh, this band this band has 100 of them and uh, they're, one of their songs is like stupid, called want. Stupid Horse. I, yeah, they, I think like their most famous song is Stupid Horse. And then what's the other one? Just look up. It's like okay. 100, like the number, like 100, uh-huh. and all in lowercase G-E-C-S.
0: Gags, 100 gags. Yeah. So they're, but they're, as long as they're there's sort someone of like, out there. Actually,
1: they're sort of like almost like a, a um, an evil like mirror universe nujibis in a wow. way. Because their music is like gex. extremely high energy, it's it's like two people that make it all with like beats and electronic and like samples and stuff okay um but like yeah it's just like very high energy very ironic
2: okay.
1: like self-referential like very like yeah I got, I got Zoomer stuff. Now. what so, is this okay. yeah yeah what,
2: what you said though Wes, reminds me of um there's this one quote from john waters where he's talking about how like the revolution of kids these days they never have a look like you used to have like a fashionable look for you know like the hippies that were protesting mm-hmm. and like all these other kind of people you know yeah, totally. and now it's just like yeah. we have no look and so mm-hmm. <laughs> that just that reminded me of that or <laughs> it's like we don't have music but also like we don't have you know like yeah what are the hackers wear wearing at home we'd like sweatpants. why do you, you know? feel like, like colored nothing?
1: hair is kind of the thing now like yeah, that's like such a lot? like <laughs> no like i'm serious like <laughs> rosemary just flipped her colored hair but um <laughs> but uh you can't see that you you can only you can't see that and I know, that just, just for the three of us.
3: Sometimes I wish uh, I could, pull I shouldn't off have, colored hair. It. yeah.
1: You should do it, man. You uh, could go blonde is and like to be born yeah. at
2: home and isolated, and yeah, totally. Isolated.
3: <laughs> no, but
2: even like there was I mean, like a thing,
1: someone posted great. a thing from like someone, someone made a big post on like next door, or it was like some kind of like conservative person that was like oh all these kids look like antifa because they had colored hair and that's like the association now is like antifa people have colored hair and i was just like that's so funny like i love the idea oh because there was like an anti-mask protest and a bunch of kids like like did a, a like like came out and like did a protest against the crusty, the crusty crab, like they were protesting <laughs> Mr. Crab and how bad he was, and uh, and and oh as like God. a parody of this, like,
3: yeah, this
1: um, this like anti-mask rally. And one of the anti-maskers approached oh, them, God. and they were like yelling like crusty crab slogans at him or something. <laughs> but then like someone posted about it. I was like, man, I thought the kids were cool because they were gonna protest with us, but then they were like. Oh, like they had like colored hair, and I think they were with Antifa what? and they yelled all these weird cartoon things. And I was like, oh, the youth of today have lost their way.
3: I, <laughs>
1: uh, I
0: don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I have hope. I have hope for them. I have hope for the I next generation. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I and I do like their like sarcastic like takedowns of a lot of like <laughs> a lot of things. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're
1: right though. There's not like a a nice uniform like there used to be, I guess. Maybe that's a good thing. not that there has to be, but I thought it was an interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get me some juicy couture pants. Yeah. What 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 would the butt say
2: in this climate?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doomer. (laughs) That's like that's that's like a good, like that's like a, a one of those long Twitter names, like Listening to Nujabes and wearing Doomer Butt sweatpants, <laughs> like, <laughs> like one of those very ironic account tweets. Hmm. Well, sweet. Um, I guess you guys agree with my take that hip hop did everything that punk did, but better. Even though, like, I personally see it. I mean, I don't punk I, music better. I just. I, I don't know. Yeah, better, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know exactly
0: I, I where. It. Yeah. So you're refusing
1: to as support my I where...
3: take. Punk my hot is take is you have too have a hot idea. yeah my hot take
1: is too, <laughs> too hot. hot for tv all right we're gonna keep yeah. that one um <laughs> what do you think listeners let us know tweet <laughs> at us at two bananas pod the number two at um or email us secondbananaspod bananas at gmail.com uh, Yeah, yeah well i think like to kind of wrap up um what's your guys' favorite Nujabes song starting with Rosemary? Mm. What do you recommend? Or no, okay, better than that. If you were to recommend a Nujabes song for someone to get into Nujabes, where would you start?
0: That's a good
3: good call.
1: Where would you direct them to? Uh.
2: I, I mean, I would say just watch Samurai Champlo because yes. oh, that's be... really good. Like it's it's so good. It it shows off like really good aspects of his music. It works with a really good story. So it's it's a fun journey. And what if they don't like anime? So we well, learn to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I
1: like that. That's a he good <laughs> that's the kind of takes I like to get on this podcast. Yeah. Learn to but like you, anime. Yes,
2: you asked about um, what our favorite song was, though. Oh, and yeah,
1: let us know your favorite song. I, last
2: time I said, I can't even remember what I said last time, but I was thinking more about it, and my favorite song is actually probably um, Sunflowers from the Samurai Champlo soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I love that one, yeah. It's but also, one. his mixtapes are really good, so listen to the mixtapes Check out those mixtapes. <laughs> check out Yeah. yeah. We will to to find those again.
1: All right, Wes, what about you? A uh, song you'd recommend to a newbie getting into Bess And then your favorite song. Um,
0: For a newbie getting into new Jabez, I would say maybe just to get it like a a, a feel for like the flavor and the kind of like jazzy sounds that he's like bringing in, I would say check out Horn in the Middle. Horn in the Middle. That's a very, it's a very jazzy uh, track. Um, So that'll give you a feel of his influences, I think, and kind of the sound that he wanted to create with like blending well, I guess it's like, a, that's definitely more of a jazzy than like his hip hop stuff, but I'd say like, check it out. Um, and then to like, give you a taste of kind of just what he can do that is like even outside the hip hop genre, I would say, check out Spiritual State, which features um, uh, another artist, which is pretty prominent in the um, kind of uh, same Yama genre, Hiroto. which is, yeah, yes. Yama Hiroto also, also makes a lot of great um, kind of lo-fi, but instrumental tracks so check those out those are those are two pretty good jumping off points i would say
2: i just realized i think i said the name of the episode of the anime that the song is yeah, from not the actual fine. song but the song is counting stars we're making the name oh, of the counting song. Stars. Oh.
1: no we're <laughs> making people like the anime so they have to watch the episode of the anime which is what
0: he has a song called sunflower too oh no maybe it's just oh, flower he, he has a I song called flower not- maybe it's not Sunflower. he does have a song called
1: flowers like, wait, oh,
0: okay
3: oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Folks, if you wanna get into into uh into Nujibes, you gotta watch the episode Sunflowers of Samurai Shampoo. I think Do it. It. I mean, you
3: know what, it's not even gonna be that now whatever. It'll be like what the fuck is this yeah. lady talking about? I can't find the episode, I can't
1: find the song, like oh I just wanna get into Nujabes. Bell episode, that only real fans. know about. Uh you're not a real fan if you can't find that episode. <laughs> you must it's not a be a real Sunflower fan, there, right? <laughs>
2: Like, but, actually, I've um, never
1: heard of him this whole thing was a lie. Yeah, we just we just made up Nujabes. There is no Nujabes. <laughs> <laughs> this is no. all just a massive like bit we're doing on the listeners so they'll be like trying to find Nujabes on everything like why can't I
3: find him?
0: <laughs> you can't find him. He's out there.
1: You can You just got to believe. Uh and what's your favorite west? I think you kind of already said but you're welcome. Yeah. To oh, drop another one or whatever.
0: Yeah. Prayer is also a really good one, but that is, that is uh, again, kind of more outside his hip hop stuff. Right, yeah. Like all the stuff on spiritual state is more, uh, has more of an instrumental jazz um, kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah but it's really good. And yeah, I advise you check it out. That's probably that It might actually be my favorite album.
1: It's yeah. very good. I think like, it's definitely, I think it's, it's probably easier for people to get into if they don't already yeah. get into like lo-fi hip hop, but um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not, it's not the same as like modal soul and metaphorical music just have a lot more in common. I find,
0: yes, yes, um, I would agree. It's all really good though. Yeah, and I, I advise you to yeah, check out time. his whole catalog cause it's yeah. all yeah. great.
1: I mean, just throw them on. Cause like you can listen to them while doing any time
0: doing anything. Uh, yeah. Right.
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I think to Yeah. I think I would agree with you to get into him maybe, maybe try spiritual state because I think that's what got me into him. And that was because you recommended mm-hmm. it to me after you told me you and Ashley walked down the aisle to that song.
0: I um, didn't, I was already at the altar, but oh or, yeah. well, we didn't yeah. have an altar, but yeah. I was, I was part of the wedding.
1: Yeah. You were. My, <laughs> I was part of my own wedding. Yeah. It was, I was important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But I think my personal favorite track is actually the last track on metaphorical music, which is peace land. I don't know. There's just something really. Yes. I really like that when I was jamming out to that today while I was uh, finishing yeah. up my work day. And it felt really good to just like put all my shit I'm away. I'm listening and to it right now. Finishing things up. Oh. You are right.
0: Actually, to be honest, now that I'm looking at it, it's also eight that, minutes
1: long. So it's not a song I would recommend new people try for yeah.
0: And looking at the songs that I've favorited, I would say that based on my Spotify um, settings, that this would have been my favorite album interesting cuz i have all hearts
1: yeah but that's not <laughs> even the same thing like there are albums where i've liked all the songs but that doesn't mean it's my favorite yeah i don't know
0: yeah this one's really good this one has this one i think has his a lot of different like beat textures and stuff cuz you it's got like it's got the boom baps and it's got the boom like baps. the boom baps like the boom, and boom the bat baps booms. and the bap boom yeah the bit booms uh which which is like yeah you hear that a lot coming through in peace lands um yeah so i say this one's Very got nice really track. got really good percussion and beats on it yeah if that's your thing
1: if you're into percussion and beats
0: yeah that's so my if thing.
1: you're into the bit bap and the bit bop boom
0: yeah then you'll enjoy the, that the david bap.
1: really just like you know go on there and there is like a this is new best playlist on spotify i think that's like probably the easiest yeah. way for people to get into them
0: yeah that's a good that's a good uh, uh thing to check out yeah
1: well anything else we want to talk about with new Best?
0: nope no, rest in okay. peace, Nugia Best. Rest
1: in peace, Nugia yeah. and Jay Dilla. And uh listen to best and Jay Dilla. Check out some lo-fi hip-hop. Uh let's get to plugs, 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 plugs. Rosemary, Ooh. what do you got to plug? What would you like uh, people to know you about? Know, I'm like doing so your bad at this we can never
2: remember mine. Um, you can find me online at rosemarytravelli.ca. I'm Rosemary trevally on Twitter and trevally on Instagram. And I post art and stuff and random things that
1: i make so oh, awesome yeah. art yeah rosemary's art is awesome <laughs> y'all should check it out uh-huh. she's Thank done tons you. of cool stuff everything from like yeah traditional totally. drawings to stop motion to decoupage to like she does little felt wow. stuff it's it's pretty fantastic
3: oh
0: wow so i didn't even know that all that stuff out. yeah
1: yeah um you can follow me i'm at stop Joe now on twitter and instagram um that's mainly where you'll find me um and uh, our podcast, of course, is at two—the number two Bananas Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Wes, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at w2dubs and Instagram at wes walcott. And those are really the only social medias I'm using now. It's all good. Um, so that's all you need. And
1: yeah, and please, uh, please give us some five star ratings and reviews. Uh, on iTunes, that really helps us get up there and see more people, and then we can become an even bigger podcast. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Second Bananas. Bye. Banana. Bye.
3: Bye.